Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community. episode of Riding on the Wall podcast. And before we get started, I'd just like to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Chihuahua Restaurant. That's a new restaurant in Midtown. If you guys remember the old Porkies, it's a brand new, new owners, friendly people, and they got the best burritos, tacos, all kinds of homemade Mexican food that you like. Spicy, definitely one of my favorite restaurants in Rio Doso, So, And also... My good friend, Joaquina, she said, if you mention this podcast, when you go to a restaurant that you heard this, you will get a free dessert with a $25 purchase while supplies last. Once again, that's Chihuahua Restaurant in Midtown Rio Doso. So uh, let's start the show. How you doing, Blue? Doing pretty good. Um, I think I'm going to try that restaurant out. I'm going to see if I can try it tomorrow if they're open. It's a good place, bro. You like Mexican food? Oh, yeah, of course. They got this thing called the Riodoso Burrito. It's my favorite one. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been getting that every time I go. And they got some good menudo, too. I don't know if you like menudo. Dude. I'm going to I'm gonna see if I can hit them up tomorrow. See if they're open tomorrow. Yeah, they'll be open. They're doing their curbside thing, you know. Yeah. With all this craziness going on. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. We did, um, we ordered some Great Wall for my son, Logan. Yeah. He wanted some sushi. So, we got Great Wall. And it's kind of crazy going out. Because, yeah. you know, it's for the first time ever I've seen Rodoso just dead. Yeah. There's no there's no one out. Yeah. It's so, kind of sad, huh? Yeah. It, it was kind of nice having the road to myself, like, in the middle of Rodoso. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of scary. So, uh, we yeah, I went up there. And even just going into the restaurant, even though those guys are wiping everything down and it's clean. Yeah. It still was kind of, it's kind of freaky when I walked in. Really? Yeah, I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to touch the doors and so I just got out of there real quick, you know. Especially because it's a Chinese restaurant. No, I'm just <laughs> No, but they get all their stuff from L.A. I know those people. They're great people. Yeah. Yeah. That place is a huge, like, can you think about, like, when you're a kid, like, when you when your parents told you they are going to take you to Great Wall? Yeah. Like, that was, like, a treat, dude. Like, I can remember, um, like, that was, like, our special event, like, if you got to go to Great Wall, you know. Uh-huh. Even now, I think it's still kind of a big deal. Like, that, that yeah. place is, like, it's solidified in Redoso. Redoso yeah. is, like, it depends on great wall it's like biggest as well they have yees now right yeah yees yeah. uh, i like great wall better yeah great wall is one of my favorites yeah next to broken arrow is definitely the favorite but then great wall do you like sushi hell yeah dude we I got mean, a lot of people tell me they like sushi but they don't like to eat the raw fish i love it yeah that's like um the best part but most people that get the cooked um now now i'm starting to see like a lot of like more creative um, sushi rolls and stuff. Uh-huh. I tried some of the cooked ones down. They're pretty good. Um, the there's a place in the Las Cruces. It's called Sushi Freak. Yeah, they have a different little take on sushi. They have a sushi burrito, uh-huh. and it's like one giant sushi roll. Basically, that's kind of it's it's kind of fatter than your normal sushi roll. And it's not cut. Like it's just like a burrito. Really, you can just eat it like a burrito. It's pretty wow. cool. So if you haven't been, you need to try it out. Yeah, but uh, the uh, 
today I was thinking, I think about how crazy it is that we have a podcast. How do you yeah. feel? How do you feel about this journey so far? It's awesome, man. And I just, I just want to thank all the listeners out there. I know me and you were both surprised about how many listeners, because we can see all the data from our website of how many people are actually listening. And it's more, way more than what we thought. Remember, we thought we were only going to have like 30 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're going to have some close friends, yeah. <laughs> some families supporting us. Like, there you go. Good job, guys. We're listening. But today I looked at it. We broke a thousand downloads. Yeah, man. Thank you all. Everybody out there from Escalera, wherever you're listening. Thank you all. We appreciate you listening to us. And we're going to keep trying to give you some good content. So While we're on the subject of listeners, shout out to my good, good, good friend, Justin Lacey. Out there in North Carolina, still holding it down down there. Yeah. Um, in the East Coast side, he said he's listening. He's giving us some some traffic. So awesome, man! Shout out to shout out to my boy Justin. I um, appreciate you all. This uh, podcast to me is still like there's a, a lot of the times during the day, and uh-huh. I'm sitting around. And I'm like, damn, I wish I didn't get into this. This <laughs> is kind of scary. Yeah. It's and I don't like being um, being on this end of like the judgment, you know? Yeah. Because there's still like, no matter what you do, no matter how positive we try to make this, no matter how hard we try, uh-huh. I think there's going to be a lot of people that just don't like what we're doing. The haters? Yeah, the yeah, haters. That's just life, you know. Yeah, and um, I try so hard to avoid it because, um, you know, for me, working on myself, I, I'm i trying to be a lot nicer to people. I'm trying to be a lot smoother and more relaxed as I, as I get older. Yeah. Um, but I still have a temper, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's never going to go away. And so I got to try to make sure that I stay real calm about what's going on. And I got to try to like, how do I be like, just be relaxed about this whole thing. And just kind of in in my head, I don't know about how you treat the whole situation, but I, I kind of just treat it as like a side project. Mm-hmm. So I don't like surround myself with those thoughts every day and let it consume me. Yeah, because if you're not careful, the thoughts of having a podcast can be overwhelming. Yeah, and you're like thinking about all the people judging you all the time. Mm-hmm. With me, I try to make it. Uh, I don't. I try to let let it happen, then try to make it happen. You yeah. know, so I won't get stressed out. So, because I don't want to, this to ever feel like work. Because this, every time we do this, I feel like this is something I I love doing. You know, this is fun to me. Yeah, it don't feel like work. So if something that ever don't work out, you know, like. <clears throat> how we were first coming off and um, it wasn't going as planned right away and i was just like well when it's meant to happen it's meant to happen and it sure enough did you know yeah we so, did have a rough start yeah yeah we had to figure out how to um just to start a podcast is kind of weird like you think like it's a cool idea like when we're sitting in the edr we talk about that all the time we just hey can i sit by you is this yeah. chair open you're like yeah 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 and then one one thing leads to another we're talking about starting a podcast and it sounds like kind of easy when you come up with that idea, but it's really not. There's a lot of little steps you got to go through, a lot of little hoops. Like right now, we're still working out the kinks of the platform that we're using to distribute the episodes. So we're using what's called Captivate. Yeah. And Captivate, they are responsible for sending all these episodes to Spotify and iTunes mm-hmm. for us. And... If you don't have Spotify, I think you can listen to Spotify for free. But if you don't subscribe, you're not able to download and save your own playlists. And I don't think you can listen um, ad-free. So, But I think Spotify, it, there is a free form of it. 
you just download the app and you can listen to our podcast there and of course if you have apple you can listen to our podcast through itunes which is also free there but if you don't have either and you just still want to hear the episodes um, i think if you're going to listen to it through the link that's provided on the writing on the wall page that you have to have a good uh, internet yeah because it's not like rewind and fast forward friendly you know if you're gonna pause it sometimes and you're moving the track around a lot you got to kind of refresh the page and put it back to where you were listening so it's not like an easygoing website to deal with so we're gonna have to work that and i also heard that um some people are having trouble listening listening to the they just can't click on the link like the link doesn't really? work hmm. but i clicked on every single i clicked on the link like a bunch of times different from different directions and the links worked every time mm-hmm. on my end and i i don't know so we yeah. got to investigate that a little bit and see what's going on there yeah we'll get it figured out yeah um, if you're having any problems just inbox us and uh, we'll try to uh, get your, the solution going yeah that's a good idea just yeah. send us an inbox and we'll send you the link directly from our inbox and or something like that yep or um We'll give you Chris's account to his Spotify and you can share his <laughs> music. Yeah. Well, I don't even have a Spotify. I got iTunes. That's all I have. Dude. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're slacking. Spotify is where it's at, man. Really? Dude, it's it's, it's nice. Um, I got I got spoiled with it, so now I can't get away from it. And if you were a student, uh, um, you can listen to it for like half price. You get 50% off if you're a college student. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, any, any college students out there listening, download Spotify, subscribe. You get fifty percent off if you're a college student. So, well, what do you have? An iPhone? Or what do you got? Yeah, I have an iPhone. But, but and you use you use Spotify? I use Spotify, and I mm-hmm. pay for it. I pay like five dollars a month. Really? So I and you get like unlimited music. You can download any playlist, look up any artist. You don't have to pay for well, any. I, I got that on iTunes too. Yeah, but the only thing, the reason why I have the regular iTunes for my laptop is when I DJ, because I have to have the actual song. I can't have the um, streaming thing. So when I when I put it into my software to mix it, I gotta have the actual MP3. Yeah, that's the only reason I got iTunes. Well, the reason I like the Spotify is like, say, like I'm driving back from Cruces, and the other day I was giving my son Logan a history lesson on rap. Uh huh. And I was tell I was taking him way back, like the art of um, having to mix records together. You know, this how they used to scratch them. Yeah. And they used to have to find the exact location of the record that they wanted to pull one back to, multitask, mm-hmm. and put the other record up on deck and get that going. And then I was like, then when they got done with turntables, um, you get like, you, you push up uh, a decade, and you get like um, the Wu-Tang Clan, they're, they're having to rap like an entire track, like flawlessly for one record. They don't have good <laughs> technology. Uh-huh. And then now you can divide it all up. And, yeah, now you, know, you can punch in and all that. Yeah, so I was telling him like back then about different beats that came out with different people and stuff. And uh-huh. but anyway, so with um, when I was explaining to him like the old rap into the new rap, and I was showing him like Bone Thugs and Harmony. We, oh, we, yeah. we finished on Bone Thugs and Harmony. I was like, and I was like, well, when I was finishing high school, I was still listening to these guys, and these guys were fading out. Yeah, and I showed him the Bone Thugs and Harmony and stuff, and Spotify's right there. Just oh yeah, pull up uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. It gives you every album they've ever had. What did he think about him? He liked a couple of the songs, but he's gonna be a he's gonna be a heavy heavy metal fan like his mom. I'm sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. she's all. It's kind of weird our situation. So my wife's like 115 pounds, little little pretty girl, 
but she jams heavier metal than I do. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And I'm over here listening to, like, crybaby music all the time, you mm-hmm. know. Anything that sounds good, like, dude, Adele, she's she's got pipes, man. I'll yeah. listen, I'll, I'm not ashamed. I listen to Adele. I'll sing it, too. I'll sing, especially if I get a, get a few beers in. What's that one? Hello, it's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then I'll that's let, the only one I know. Anyone, just I just like people that can sing, you know. Yeah, I like hearing too. I like hearing pipes, but um, then my wife turns on the her Spotify channel and it's all just death metal. Who's your favorite like. singer of all time? <laughs> Ooh, damn! Put me on the spot. It's a tough one. I I don't think I have one favorite. Really? Mm-mm. I um I just bounce around so much because I got history tied into a lot of music, you know. Yeah. I can't like one more than the other because there's certain memories and emotions that I have attached to certain artists and songs. Mm-hmm. And the most of my most of my genre comes from maybe I can blame um my uncle Gabe for all my music mm-hmm. because that's where I started liking a lot of the bands that I like now. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's his fault I listen to to um crybaby music. It's not crybaby music to me. Yeah. It's like um R&B or what? No, it's like, so if I'm listening to like Aaron Lewis, like Stained, yeah, I like a lot of those jams. Um, I like Linkin Park. I like um, Seether. I like Breaking Benjamin. Um, I like Shinedown. Um, I didn't used to like country. I hated it. And now I'll listen to a whole bunch of country. Um, I picked up country from the EPA a little bit. It was mm-hmm. always playing in those work trucks. Mm-hmm. And then when I joined the military, that definitely everyone listened to country there, and it just rubbed off on me finally. Really? Yeah. And then um, where I picked up cowboy boots. So I have a buddy, uh, one of my best, my brothers, my best friends in the army. His name is Corey Reed. Um, we call him Corn Dog. And he took me under his wing and he showed me the ways of, you know, just being being a soldier outside of work, too. That, that guy, he took good care of me. Um, but when we got back, when we were in Afghanistan, he was asking me if I wore cowboy boots. Uh-huh. He's, all, he's all about country and rock and roll. And I was like, hell no. And he was like, dude, why are you hating on the cowboy <laughs> boots, man? He said, when we get back, the first thing we're doing, man, we're getting, we're getting some beers. We're buying cowboy boots. And we got back. We met up at his um, we met up at his storage unit. He picked up some some clothes and, and an old ball cap. Yeah, and uh, he sure enough he had a six pack or a twelve pack, and um, he he made me drink a few beers, and I was feeling good. He took me right to the boot store, and he made sure that I bought cowboy boots. Really? Yeah, I was a, I was a little little buzzed, and I bought cowboy boots and. The next day, I was like, damn, I made a mistake. Why did I spend all this money? I don't even wear boots. Uh-huh. And then I end up wearing them. Uh-huh. And now that's like my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I got I got the, the boots to go with my country music um, and my rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're all rap, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm a rapper, but my favorite thing to listen to it would be R&B. Really? Yeah. Huh. I would not have taken you for R&B. Yeah. Def, that's, that's my favorite. I love rap, but my f- to listen to would be R and B. Really? Yeah, and my favorite artist of all time is Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah, dude. I was um watching. I pulled up an old old um, YouTube video of one of his concerts uh-huh. like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Dude was amazing. Yeah. As much as much fun as people like to make yeah. about Michael Jackson. I was one of those people. Into it kind of sounds like I'm just jumping on the bandwagon, but when he died is when I became a real fan because I was always like Michael Jackson. What the, you know, I was, I, 
And when he died, they they played it on all the rap stations, mm-hmm. all his music. And I was like, man, this is, sounds amazing. And especially because that's when I really started DJing. Around the time he died, when I really got into DJing. And um, all his music was just hits, you know, just... So yeah, he's he's probably my favorite artist of all time, dude. If you ever watch any of his his um the YouTube videos of his concerts, uh-huh. you can see like the emotion that the crowd has when he's he's up. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 crowd is just feeling in every every ounce of blood that pours through their body. Yeah, you can just tell. You, you almost want to be there and just feel that with them, you know. But uh, when I was growing up, like that was like something. That you just made fun of your friends about. Like, yeah. You weren't a Michael Jackson fan. Yep. And that, that's something that's kind of interesting to me that I think about now. When I look back, like when I grew up, like you, growing up here on the reservation, you grow up kind of, kind of rough. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a rough place. Uh, I was, I was bullied a little bit as a, as a kid, like at the bus stop and on the bus. And then I had a lot of friends in my own class, but I knew really young that I had to, like put on some kind of persona mm-hmm. and having when i when i did that and i finally figured it out and i started um getting a little bit more more grit i ended up kind of become that's when i started to become like someone i didn't want to be you know getting in fights and stuff like that so yeah it's kind of interesting to watch like that that take that people have that effect that people have on you for liking something as simple as michael jackson you know yeah you get judged a lot when you're a kid of for- for liking certain things, you know, people want to put you down. It's, yeah. it's it's weird. I wonder why it's like that, though. And then it makes, I think the, that's one of the reasons so many people on our res are so shy is because they don't want to, uh, they don't, they're too concerned about what people think about them. Yeah. And actually one of the things with this podcast, I, I was, well, whenever we talk, I'm like, well, what is, what is this person going to think? What does this person think? And even today it kind of hit me. It's like, when did worrying about what people thought about you ever help you? You know, I thought about that and I was like, you know, I don't even care. Why do I even care what this, these people think about me? Yeah. You know, do any one of these people do anything for me? Do any yeah. one of these people pay my bills? Do any one of these people live my life for me? No. So I would give my advice to anybody out there is don't be yourself and don't care what people think about you. Like what you like. Do what you do. Do what you love. Yeah, that's, that's a, just some advice I would put out there. That's a good point, man. Yeah. Uh, being that's being aware, really, of like where you're at in life. Yeah, like knowing who you are as a person. That's that's real important because, like, um, speaking of like judgment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole purpose. This is something I wanted to get into, so it's perfect. Um, the whole purpose that we have on this about this podcast is just boosting people up, yep. regardless of what they've done in the past or who who they used to be. I think we need to have more of what's what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. which is boost people up. If you did a good job somewhere, it needs to be recognized. You know, it needs to be pointed out. Yep. And that's the whole point of it. Um, so, if, and it's going to be hard because we're going to have certain guests on that certain people don't like. And so I think once that starts happening people are going to start saying well why did you have this person they did this before they used to do this but that uh-huh. that's not that's not this ain't the place for yep. that that that's this ain't the time for that what we're here for is just to let people know that they did a good job or we're here to boost them up or make them feel good like um we got a we got a guest coming up it's going to be fun 
It's actually my brother-in-law, yeah. Denny Ward. Yeah. He's going to be on here. Um, Definitely going to be exciting. I know. I have, I have a lot of questions for his, his uh, the band that he's in. Yeah, They're, he has a good band. The band Mescal. That's our that's our tribal band right there. So yep. uh, we need to boost we need to boost up what's going on in the community. Like mm-hmm. anything going on like that. And there's um there's some people that are in college that are doing good. We need to talk to. Um, there's there's a, a lot of artists too. You yeah, know we yeah, got some of the some... best artists here in Mescalero, and uh, we need to uh, pay attention to them more. We got some legendary artists, then we got some artists artists that are coming up that need to get recognized. Um, you mean artists like of like course. paint paint painters, people who paint, people who um draw, people who uh sculptor, things like that. You know what? Um there's there's actually I, I think there's some musically inclined um travel members that we have. Yeah. And we should, you know, well, if we get a chance, like we need to try to promote these guys and get them on and mm-hmm. or something and just ask them about their music and what they like to play and if they've played in front of crowds. That's and that's what I want to talk to Denny about is because you know talking about judgment, mm-hmm. how difficult is it to start a band one and number two perform in front of people perform in front in front of your own people even though you know people are going to be judging you yeah. so so that that's tough and I think that's why we don't have that many like music musically inclined tribal members like doing anything from the reservation where there's a lot of talent here. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see more people getting out of their comfort zones to to share it, you know. Yep. So if you uh, if you want to play for a small crowd, you can start with me and Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta we'll, start somewhere. We'll cheer you on, and then we'll push you on to a bigger crowd. Yeah, but it would be hard to have a band. I used to have a rap group when I first started. We were a big rap group, almost like twelve people. Really? Yeah, and it's it's headaches just trying to get everyone in the same place at the same time to record and this and that. And it's, so I can only imagine with a band what you might have to go through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you need a band there, but with a rap group, you, you it was better with me just doing it by myself. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I always forget that you had that part of your life, you know, the whole, the whole rap part. Cause I, I know I, I don't see, I listened to um, a lot of it on the YouTube yeah. channel that you have and stuff. But, um, I was, I guess, I was in the army when you're dealing with all that stuff here, and yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, what I what I appreciate about that is, like, at least you followed your passion. Like, mm-hmm. um, one thing I can't stand about people is people that say they're gonna do something and they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I run into a lot of people that have big ideas and they tell me they're gonna do this and do that, mm-hmm. but either like maybe they're too ashamed or they they just don't have. Um, they're just a little bit too lazy to get off their butts and make things ha- make things happen. Yeah, but I, I really appreciate that about somebody is like. For one, in, in your position too, not having like uh, the the shame to get on get on stage in front of people like yeah you you just you got up there you did it you you, you know you rapped in front of your crowd and then when you did it I'm sure you didn't have a lot of supporters because back when I graduated high school in 2008 mm-hmm. there was nobody trying to become a rapper like yeah. that wasn't something you did like uh, probably you know, maybe maybe for reasons of embarrassment or just not being brave enough or what mm-hmm. so I, I definitely admire that you actually went out and did it, yeah. you know, no matter what, it, no matter what it is, what you, what you want to do, what you try to do, just, I think you just need to go for it. Just try yep. it. Yep. Definitely. People out there, you know, do what you love, do what you, what you're passionate about. Don't care what anybody thinks. That's yeah. That's a, that's a big one. Like the whole, I don't know why I've been hooked on this whole thought of judgment lately. Uh huh. It's, it's probably because of the podcast or, or something like that. And now, um, 
we have this separate uh, writing on the wall Facebook page and stuff. Yeah. And now it's actually out there. And I think it's a little bit more in my mind. I've, I've never been that way. Uh-huh. I've always been the type that's just real headstrong. And whenever I've got my mind made up, that's what I'm going to do. And it, I get a little stubborn in that sense. And sometimes I don't know when to let things go. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that if this podcast, podcast runs itself into the ground, and I'm still trying to hang on. Somebody tells me, <laughs> you tell me, hey, it's time to let it go. Because <laughs> sometimes I just get stuck in an idea, you know, and I just have to yeah, go hard in the paint, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so the the topic on judgment, like I was saying, like, if you're a listener to this podcast and, and we don't have a guest on that, or if we have a guest on that you don't like, let's um, just do your best to just try to listen to what the good points are, you know, where. We're up here to boost up everybody and whatever is going on in the community and any new new information that's out there. Yeah. Why do you think somebody would judge, though? I don't know. It's so natural. It mm-hmm. is, it's, it's such a natural thing here, you know. And then there's I'm not talking about like so I think I have such a close relationship with it because I've seen so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like growing up here in Mescalero, small community, any small community, no matter where you are is going to be full of judgment because of who knows who, whose family's bickering with who. And a lot of people think, oh, this guy's too good for this person. So yeah. even when I got back from the from the Army, people were I, – I was at a bar one night and just got back and going out with some friends. And this guy tried to pick a fight with me because he said that I thought I was too good because I got back from the military or something Oh, like really? That. Yeah, and the funny thing about that – is that this dude was actually in the army. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, damn, dude, we're not even, we're on the same team here and you're still trying to fight me. Yeah. But, um, I just have, I think I have so much experience with it when I'm home and I see a lot of it that, I don't know, it's just, I'm just aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just life though. I think there's always going to be people like that. And it's, is there's, there's a fine line between like talking crap for like comedy with your friends uh-huh. and actually like being envious of someone, you know? Yeah. So, and I hope that this podcast does a good job of boosting people up. Yeah. I really want to see that. And I want to see more people getting more pats on the back and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we need, we need to boost up more people in our community. Yeah, Definitely. Speaking of that, we didn't touch on it on the last podcast too much. I just want to give another big congratulations to ladies, Mescalo Ladies Chiefs, for winning the state championship. So congratulations to them again. And it would be nice to have one of them on here talking about it. And, um, yeah, that was just some... They've been wanting that for years, and they finally got it. So big ups to them. They did a tremendous job, and they made history from Mescalero, so... Absolutely, I can't even imagine the feeling that those girls have, man. That's they got to be so proud. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I wish I could have been to every single game and stuff, but uh, that I'm very proud of them myself. And I hope next year they just they knock it out again. You know, yep. I love it. I love seeing the Mescalero Apache Tribe win <laughs> like yep. that. Yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. Oh. We were talking earlier about um, like the coronavirus and stuff like mm-hmm. that happening. How's it? Uh, how's how have you been dealing with it since you've been having to stay home? I've been making the best of it, to be honest. At first, you know, whenever you know, last podcast, I said, I, I said, uh, 
to be honest, I was all, I hope I don't offend anybody, but it's just a bunch of bull crap, blah, blah, blah. I said that. I guess I take a little bit of that back, but maybe only half of it because I still think the media is trying to scare us. Yeah. You know? There is a, um, if you haven't listened to it yet, um, Joe Rogan has a podcast episode where he brings on a guy who studies viruses and stuff mm -hmm. and he gives up, he has a pretty good in depth, um, I don't know. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. And he does a really good, he, and there's one part in there where he says, I'm not here to scare you out of your wits. I'm here to scare you into your wits. Mm -hmm. But the entire time I felt like he was scaring us out of our wits, even though he said that. But if you get a chance, listen to the virus, um, listen to that show about the virus with that researcher because he does mention in there that him and his team have predicted every step of the way um, almost to the day um, the progress of the virus and they've been right so far. And he said that he believes that the virus hasn't even peaked yet and that it'll take at least a year maybe or more to come up with a, a vaccine for it. And he also said that they don't understand anything about it. So he thinks that we haven't peaked in it yet. And the peak's still coming maybe, I think he said like a month away. Really? I don't know when that episode was recorded. but Yeah, I, I saw that same one too. Yeah. But I guess my question would be, what is the numbers compared to the flu or any other virus? Well, Because the, the way the media is putting it is like people are dropping dead left to right. Well, the, the the only news that you're going to see is going to be bad news. Yeah. Like, and, and that's probably why it sees like it, it feels that way. But in, in any case, I feel like even if it hasn't been that many deaths, I think one death is still too many. It is, know? but, you know, we have deaths all every day. Why are they scaring us just for this one? Yeah, that's a good point because then you look at, like, problems like um, maybe, like, diabetes kills more drinking. people. Drinking. Look how many people, people have died this just this past month from drinking on our reservation. Yeah. And we're worried yeah. about coronavirus. Yeah. and the, But the thing that's scary about it is that, you know, when you think about drinking, those people are kind of bringing it on themselves and they're mm -hmm. affecting themselves and maybe the loved ones around them. Maybe that's like the extent of it. Yeah. But uh, with this virus, it's coming on to people who are trying to do good with their lives, healthy people. They're, they're, they're getting sick with it. And I think it's the way it's attacking like certain citizens. That's kind of also uh, a part of what makes it. Uh, feel a little bit more deadly but uh the thing that is also scary about it, like so if one person you know, one person's drinking they're not going to spread like their drinking disease to the next mm -hmm. person you know and that's what's crazy about this is the the rate it spreads okay and so i think that there's a little bit different factors to compare with but what is it compared to the flu mm, well it's a version of the flu right but is it more have people have more people died than the flu or less and I, that's an honest question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the numbers. Um, I was listening to another Joe Rogan podcast. Uh -huh. They're talking about how many people died, like from H one N one, and I think it was like eighteen thousand deaths. He had his guy um, research that there was eighteen thousand deaths from H one N one, and I don't know how many have died from in New did, Mexico. What did Italy hit um, Two. yesterday? Like eleven thousand? I don't know. Something like that. So it's know. it's climbing, and it's still we still got a whole year of this to go. And the way that those guys are dealing with it overseas, like they're they're dealing with it in a lot worse fashion. We're way bigger numbers yeah. than we're dealing with it here. Um, but you know the the way it spreads is is nasty because you don't know you have it. Yeah, you're going to you spread to someone else, and they don't know that. And it, the the spread rate is crazy. You just well, that, 
it's a sneaky it's a sneaky virus it's a very sneaky virus what i would say to everybody out there is yeah stay cautious you know just stay and stay safe do what you're supposed to um keep practicing social distancing keep washing your hands keep doing taking all the necessary precautions that you need to but at the same time don't be so scared and don't fear don't let it mess up your life you know like I said in the last podcast, and I'll, I'll stick to it, be guided by love. Don't be guided by fear because what's being scared of it going to help anything. I know, I know you, I'm, you take precautions, but don't be don't be so scared. Don't let it. Uh, what am I trying to say? Don't let it mess up your life, I guess, pretty much. The, the thing that's going to be hard to deal with is the fact that everybody has to stay home. Yeah. We're not being able to go out well, and do what we want. You know what? That's the one good thing about being here from Mescalero is that we don't actually have to be like a in New York, I bet they're going crazy. Those yeah. people who live in apartments and stuff like they can't even go outside. Probably. It's funny that you bring that up because just yesterday, I was telling my wife, I was like, think about how they're dealing with it in New York when they have like the big apartment buildings and uh-huh. how many, how tall are those buildings? How many apartments are in one building? Right, those they're, little studio apartments that they, people all have stacked right on top of each other. It's kind of freaky. So the big yeah. cities are getting hurt worse. That's they, why they, it's good to, I mean, be thankful that we're here for Mescalero. They got to be worse. Yeah. Those cities, they live so close, like all the public housing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's got to be. But be I've been scary. making the best of it. To be honest, I've been having a good time because, uh, I mean, I was bummed out when we first closed down the casino. I was like getting depressed because I, I really do love my job. I love what I do. I love marketing. I definitely love the comedy and the karaoke nights. And whenever we were shutting that down, I was like, what? I was I was bummed out for a little bit. But uh, I since then, I've been making the best of it. We've been I've been doing a lot. We cleaned out the whole casino. We cleaned out our offices. Since I've been home, I actually had the time to uh, to take a lot of old stuff I've had and go and donate it. I've been wanting to do that forever. Wow. That's and cool. I also uh, planted a potato garden. When they grow, you got to let me know because I, I, yeah. I like to cook. This is the perfect time to grow them. But, you know, because I thought about it. I was like, you know what? If worse comes to worse, I can survive off of these potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so I, I planted a potato garden right out in the front I think of about, my house. Think about how old how not how think about how um we can take a step back in history uh-huh. and we can start trading foods go like way back to the old days when people used yeah. to trade foods like it'd be like hey i got this elk meat right. i'll give you for your potatoes and we start a whole new civilization that's why we're blessed to live where we <laughs> live you know yeah and i got to look for elk horns how crazy was it that we ran into each other in Rinconada the other day what the, <laughs> dude that was crazy of yeah. all places in the reservation i found you in like the most deepest corner of the res that you could possibly be trying to hide. You you literally crawled out of a ditch <laughs> when I pulled up. Yeah, I was like, I saw you from a distance, and I, I was like, who's riding on Robert's truck? And I started walking as fast as I was like, oh, that's blue. And I, that's what I started whistling. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was riding. Like, <laughs> so I figured Robert had texted you or something. No, but, dude, it was random time. I was riding on Robert's window with my, <laughs> with my spit. <laughs> I was licking my finger. Yeah. I put blue was here on both of his windows. Uh, shout out to Rob for letting me ride on your truck <laughs> and not not getting mad about it. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. was, that's crazy that we ran into each other. It's um, kind of um, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with us because you know I'm really praying to God that that the reservation doesn't um, stop all access from going out into these mountains because um, that's that's all that's all we have. You know, everywhere else they've mm-hmm. shut down their national forests and. Um, stuff and so the you where anywhere else that you live you you, you can't even go bike you can't go mm-hmm. for a hike even if those people were to be alone and not see another person 
they're literally not allowed to be out on any national forest land. Yeah. And so I don't know if um, anyone that this podcast can reach that has an, has a hand in making that decision. Like, I just beg you, like, please do not shut down the reservation to, mm-hmm. to the tribal members because um, on many re- on many levels, oh, is it healthy for everyone? For one, we're not really running into... If a native sees another native out in the woods... They try real fast to turn the other direction. Yeah, they like, don't want to get in, interrupt their searching or yeah, hunting for horns and all that. Every yeah. day I see, like, you see somebody in the same canyon you're in, you see turn around. I turn around. Yeah, like, me oh, too. Oh, shoot, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm in your canyon. And, yeah. You know, so people aren't, like, pulling up to each other and, and hanging out and shaking hands and spreading germs. Mm-hmm. So I see absolutely no point in shutting down the the reservation, you know, on top of that. With the gyms being shut down, this oh, yeah. what I've been doing lately because I have a I have a four wheeler, uh, but I haven't really been riding it. It's probably seen like two hours today in the past, like, and that's the most it's been ridden in like a week. I've been hiking and mm-hmm. trying to get more cardio in. Yeah, so I just been walking. I put a lot of weight in my bag on purpose so I can go back to my old army days and and ruck march all those mountains. Yeah, and I have I've been taking like crazy death hikes up yeah. and down these big steep mountains uh-huh. and like when i get to the top my heart's pounding my yep. my my sweat's beating down my face and it feels great because there's no gym yeah and that's another crutch to lean on so and i'm sure many other travel members are feeling that too you know yeah and and um and it's also like you know you're not supposed to be out in more groups bigger than five and stuff so as long as people adhere to that i'm sure um the people who who have any effect on those decisions won't won't try to shut the res down because as long as we're following the rules, you know, I, I think they want to see us keep our sanity as well. Yeah. You know, there's no work. So people are staying home, getting on each other's nerves for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've, you've seen it anywhere, but you know, like I've had some friends that are like, dang man, I miss work. <laughs> you know, people are starting to bicker. And- I miss work, man. I, I, I really love my job. Like I said, and I'm, I'm, I'm missing it. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I've been doing um, everything that I that I haven't had time to do. So I've been enjoying. I've been enjoying it as well. I've just been making the best of it. Like I said, I make a made a little garden outside for potatoes and uh, look going outside looking for elk horns. Yeah. Uh, doing some sp- little spring cleaning here and there. Just trying to make and doing this podcast. You know. Yeah. So. Well, I think I was thinking about it today, and I was like, well, so this episode. Um, to be honest with everyone, is this a completely unplanned episode. We ended up just setting up some equipment to see if we could get something to work, and it did. And Chris has ended up wanting to um, record one just for fun. So everything about this episode is completely unplanned. But um, I don't know if we're going to... I was thinking about that today. Maybe we'll record like a little more to give people more to listen to while everyone's stuck at home cleaning yeah or something like that so if anyone has any input on that or would like to hear uh, more frequent episodes maybe just send us like a message or something say hey that'd be a good idea maybe send us like um one every four days or whatever you know yeah definitely. or something if we have if we have the time for it you mm-hmm. know maybe we could try to put out more content for entertainment yeah yeah i would love to but we'll we'll see where where it goes. I'm still not quite sure on how we hit a thousand downloads. I don't know how that <laughs> works, but maybe it's like people 
um, from like other states. My buddy was telling me he was like, "Well, you uh-huh. gotta you gotta think too. Maybe people from other states just kind of like ran into your podcast, like uh-huh. from like Oregon, uh-huh. and just downloaded it just for curiosity." I know Ish got a lot of people on his Facebook, so when he shared it. We had a lot of, of viewers from and Lee too. Lee's probably at the top right now. You think so? Yeah. So, so uh, we can, that has a lot to do with it. But I was talking to Ish. I was asking him if he wanted to come on again. He's like, "Yeah, I'll come on anytime." Yeah. I was like, "Cool." You know, I want to ask him a little bit more about um, his job with Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. That's a huge job. That's, that's yeah. Um, I'm very very fascinated in the type of work that he does there because, like I was telling you before, I'm all about people taking care of their children. And that's a very big topic from a very big subject. And um, when I when I look at my children, like I really try to play uh, number one dad all the time. Like, yeah, I, I might be a little bit too strict on my on my kids sometimes, but I really I really do love those kids with with all my heart. And I've never put them in any bad situations or or let them go hungry or cold or tired. And I just I baby them, you know, mm-hmm. which is is kind of maybe not the right move sometimes because i do want them to see some adversity so they can grow but you know i love yeah. i love those kids too much how are they doing um out, out of school um they're doing pretty good uh, yeah. but the my my three-year-old daughter Araya, um she's missing school now really? she misses her friends yeah. um, she said something about school today and i think she kind of she's getting cabin fever you know you can tell yeah. you can tell she's getting a little bit cabin fever and she's got a lot of energy too, so we got to figure out how to how to deal with her and keep her occupied. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I think they're dealing pretty fine. Uh, my son Logan, dude, my, he turns eleven tomorrow. Wow, eleven tomorrow? years old tomorrow. What are you gonna do for his birthday? Well, um, can't do much because <laughs> you know we got the virus. So uh, he wanted some sushi tonight, so we got him some sushi. Oh yeah. And we couldn't have a get together. We couldn't uh-huh. do any of this because you can't have you know groups more than five. Yeah. And are you if you don't if you don't live at that home you shouldn't be going to other people's homes and having parties and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're trying to we're trying to practice our social distancing distancing too. Well, happy birthday, Logan! Happy birthday, Boomer! <laughs> <laughs> he was all um, oh yeah. So um, we got him a roll of sushi. That's what he wanted, uh-huh. and we we explained to him uh, you know we can't have a party for you. We can't invite anyone over, but uh-huh. you know we'll make you a cake. Yeah. And so we made him a cake. And he said, um, take Boomer a slice of cake for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, I'll take it. But I forgot. So sorry about forgetting oh, your, sorry. <laughs> your cake. Yeah. But yeah, he, call, he calls you Boomer. Yeah. Um, he was like, we're, when we saw you in Rinconada, he was like, hey, Dad, that's Boomer down there in that ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're doing fine. But yeah, so with Logan turning 11, that's crazy to think. It kind of makes me feel old. I don't feel old at all. It's kind of creepy. I, I don't either. I feel like a kid still. You me know? too. I think age is just in your mind. You know, I yeah. still feel like I'm 21. <laughs> I feel like a child still. You know, I, I still feel immature. I still uh-huh. feel like sil- I still feel silly. Still, uh-huh. but I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll hit the. I'll start feeling it maybe in a few more years. Because uh-huh. I'm about to be 30 in May. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I'm about to hit that 30 mark. But like I said, I don't feel any way about it. I just kind of feel, I still feel young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which 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 I am, I guess. Yeah. But I um, naturally have a baby face. So even when I bartend, like people were like, are you even old enough to bartend? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. shut up, man. Because mm-hmm. I got a little, a little baby face. 
can't I can't grow a mustache. I get that like scraggly, patchy like beard. Oh yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I can't grow. I, I mean, I can't grow. I grow it like a. They say a wino. I grow it all crazy under here, so I don't even try to grow it. <laughs> <A> wino mustache. <laughs> yeah. But, no, my friends, um, they grow awesome beards. Like my buddy, um, my buddy Petey, he has a big old red you know, beard. Like my little brother Rob, he can grow a beard. I can't. Dude, it, mine looks nasty. <laughs> um, I get weird patches on my face. So I, yeah. I keep it shaved shaved down now. You know what's funny? When I first got to the, to the Army... And they were telling us we had to shave, and I was freaking out. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, crap. Like, I don't even know how to shave. And I was embarrassed to tell people <laughs> I didn't know how to shave. Oh, really? Yeah, so I had some buddies in the in basic training teaching me how to shave. Uh-huh. And what was funny about that situation is the people, this one guy who I thought knew everything, because he was in there getting down with that razor, uh-huh. um, I went up to him, and I was embarrassed to ask him, but I asked him if he could show me how to shave real quick. I was like, I'm just, I'm from Mescalero. I, I only grow this ugly patchy stuff right here. And he's like, I got you, man. <laughs> so he was telling me, you only, you only come from the bottom up. And he was telling me the wrong way to shave. And so I just went the first, first shot straight against the grain. Uh-huh. And I was doing that for, I did that the first day I shaved and it hurt. Uh-huh. And I was like, no way, this can't be right. So the next time I shaved, I came I came down first with the grain, uh-huh. and then I've learned to go up against the grain after that. Yeah, and I kind of taught myself how to shave after that. But it's kind of a funny story. I went to this dude, and he steered me in the wrong direction. But <laughs> yeah, I learned how to shave in basic training. Wow. Yeah, but uh, the uh, there's there's some of my friends in there that were probably about twenty twenty three twenty four years old and. They look like grown men, like real men, really? <laughs> you know. And now I'm just—I look like this little baby face <laughs> standing in ranks, and I did not look like uh-huh. a big tough dude, you know. Uh-huh. So I don't know where that comes from, but I just kind of always had like a little baby face. And I want to look tough, though. Uh-huh. I want like when I when I was bartending with the tap house, when I bartend with them. Yeah. I want like people come up and be all oh, that dude seen. There's my first curse word. We'll bleep that out. We'll bleep, you, I'll put a beep on it. I, oh, man. I can't believe I let that slip. Sorry, guys. But anyway, I want I want people to come up and be like, that dude's seen things. You know, uh-huh. like, that guy's tough. But I don't I don't give off that that persona. I'm not I'm not a big tough dude like that. So I got to maybe make up for it from going to the gym. Yeah, you guys have big arms. I'll say, what are you talking about? Dude, yeah. that's, I got to compensate, man. Yeah. I, need, I need to get respect anywhere I can. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about in the gym. I'm like, dang baby face. I'm just do extra curls, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but with, uh, with the gym, how is that working out for you? You're not going. Yeah, so I've been doing, doing? I, like, I've, I've been walking a bunch of miles too, going out. Are you going help. back here behind your house? Yeah. I've been looking all over. People have already been finding them, though. I'm pretty sure there's people walking around finding them before yeah. me because I haven't found nothing. But I've been getting some good exercise still. Are you sure you know what you're looking for? Probably not. For, I know, you, know, I've, you know, I've only found one elk corn my whole life dude and it was an old chalky one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm looking but at I'm, least you're at honest least i'm getting good exercise you know that's what really counts and then i'll do push-ups right here on my porch nice. i haven't been able to do uh, lift weights but i just do push-ups i hit i hit the, hit the punching bag and just keep exercising and I, i'm trying my hardest to stick to my diet but um it's been it's been rough because uh like there's just so much good food to go eat but I've been doing it for the most part, so but diet, I'm going to get back on it. Diet is the hardest thing to control. Yeah. So, like, for a guy like me, if I'm trying to, like, get big or shredded or anything, 
I really have to worry too much about like diet. I can almost, I can almost eat anything I want and still lift. Because you you have a high metabolism, probably. Huh? Yeah, it could it's it could be that it could be a number of things. Uh, not, I literally have to starve myself fast to lose weight. And we're coming from op- we're coming from <laughs> opposite ends to meet. You know. Yeah. So you're you're trying to lose weight, and I'm trying uh-huh. to put on more weight so I can uh-huh. get bigger. You're trying to get smaller. Uh-huh. We we have we have totally different uh, objectives there, and and I think uh, for you, uh, I think your accomplishment would is way harder to gain than mine. Yeah, because I just have to go to the gym and just lift what I what I can when I can, and then I'll eventually just put on muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you yeah, you need to know what you're doing to an extent and stuff, but. That's not nearly as hard as having to diet. Uh-huh. And so I give a lot more respect for people that have to diet. Because mm-hmm. dieting is so hard. Yeah. How do you, you know, combat being at family dinners and here, oh, and here on the reservation? Just don't go. I know, right? Yeah. Um, you practice your social distancing yeah. so that you won't have any problems there. Um, but so when you go to like a dinner and people are offering you all this food and stuff in front here in the reservation, uh-huh. we have a lot of like fried foods yeah. and we have a lot of Mexican food and we're kind of, we kind of, we got to blend at all these dinners, right? We'll have yep. enchiladas and then we'll have fried bread and like all of it, the, all of the food that we normally have for these big dinners, it's not really like too, too healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the temptation is everywhere because how can you go to a dinner here and not eat like yeah. some of these? Some and it's of these, disrespectful if you don't, dude. Some of these ladies' enchiladas. Oh my god! Yep. I'll I'll try to show up to some some party sometime hoping there's enchiladas in those pans, uh-huh. you know. And and some of some of these ladies are such good cooks here. Yeah. But I dieting, dude. Like for me, I'll, I'll tell you where I struggle is with soda and uh-huh. cookies. Oh right. And I'm the cookie monster in my house. Like, and this and I was that way in Afghanistan. Like my buddy my buddy Petey had a joke about me. Everyone, he was like, everybody thinks so highly of Shendo, and he, I thought he was so perfect for so long, but I found his flaw, and he's like making fun of me. He's like, his flaw is food and, and <laughs> cookies, and I and I remember like when you're when you're in Afghanistan, you know, like you you have a hard time getting your hands on good food. And one time, I I was able to bug one of the the cooks for a whole freaking box of chocolate cookies, right? Chocolate uh-huh. chip cookies, and these chocolate chip cookies weren't just like mediocre; they were really good. Yeah, and I hid them under my bed. And that, those are the extents I'll go, I'll go through to have like cookies, you know. Uh, so I drink a lot, a lot of soda and Monster. Well, I slow down on Monsters, and um, stuff like that. But carbonated drinks, cookies, and that's really it for mm-hmm. me. I don't have too bad of a problem with like sugar. Yeah, because I don't really much care for cake. And I can't ever just snack on like chips. I, oh, I, don't, I love chips. I don't feel good when I eat just yeah. chips. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, back to your deal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How how hard is it for you to plan out all the meals in your day? I try to uh, eat like if I'm gonna go DJ or if I know I'm going to a party or somewhere, I'll fast the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I'll drink like a slim fast, or I'll try to have like a piece of fruit, mm-hmm. and then because there's there's no such thing as me going to somewhere and them offering me food and put it in front of my face and me say say no. Like yeah. I'm just like I just accepted that it's not gonna happen. Or, <laughs> yeah. or if if they do, if they have something, I'll try to stay away from so many carbs. Yeah, uh, when it, and I'll just eat the protein and the the vegetables. But like I said, if I try to keep it under. Um, 2,000 calories, I'll be doing okay. 
Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's how I handle that most of the times. Do you ever like food prep or do you ever count? Do you count your calories? Yes. Yeah. I try do you to have stay- an app on your phone. Um, I, I did, but I actually, I've, I've been doing it for so long that I, I pretty much, I know what, what is what I'm already, I already know. Like I can, I can count calories pretty easy now. Mm. And, it, and when I stick to it, I'll stay down under 1,500 calories a day. And that's when I'm, that's when I'll do good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. That's your. One thing that really helped me, um, because I don't drink sodas at all no more. Yeah. Uh, is this carbonated drink called Topo Chico and it's pretty much it's like a club soda but it's a mineral water mm-hmm. and it's my favorite favorite drink of of all time right now so I've been drinking a lot of those and it's just mineral water no calories or nothing what I'm bad about with soda is I only want the carbonation yeah and I waste a lot of soda and it's a huge problem have you tried the Topo Chicos no I have some I'll have to give you one you'll, you'll probably like it I maybe that's, that's maybe that's what I need because like all I want is carbonation. That's what that's what it is. Yeah. I'll take a, a good big old drink of, mm-hmm. of a big full can and leave it. Uh-huh. And I'm, my wife's constantly getting on to me about finishing sodas. Uh-huh. Um, and so I started buying those little mini ones uh-huh. so I can kind of cut down on how much soda I waste. Yeah, but I want it like that. Like I'll have a meal and I need a soda with. I feel like I need it right, and mm-hmm. I just take one big drink and I put the can aside. Yeah. So, but anyway. I admire you for sticking to um, to that whole diet thing. I just I don't. I've think... been trying. I've been been sticking to it as much as I should, but I could do. I could always do better. But for the most part, I've been doing all right. What I'm constantly looking for is protein. Yeah. So I'm constantly counting um, grams of protein and whatever I eat. Uh-huh. So like we have a little breakfast sandwich in the morning that I have to eat sometimes when I'm on the run, uh-huh. and I know that that one has like eight grams, and another one that we get has like twelve grams of protein. And if anything has eggs, I'll I'll always choose eggs um, for like lunch. If I if I can try to eat chicken or some type of like elk meat that's from leftovers, yeah, I'll try to eat the leftover elk meat and just throw it in a tortilla. If I'm in, home in Las Cruces and I'm going to college, we usually have la- leftover elk burger. Uh-huh. And if I'm lifting all the time and I feel good, that's that's when I feel focused. Is when I'm going to school, I'm going to the gym. And I'm cooking dinner. Yeah. Like, my life is on track. Mm-hmm. And there's usually elk burger left over. Maybe I'll just throw that into a tortilla mm-hmm. with a little bit of cheese, microwave it, and I feel like I'm getting protein in. Yeah. And then for dinner, of course, we're going to have some kind of elk meat. So I'm getting, I'm trying to get protein in there. So I try to stay cognizant of how much protein I get. Mm-hmm. But um, because I don't like supplements. Um, my, I have a friend who turned me on to amino acids and... Um, I kind of came across uh, a nitric oxide blend. It's just a form of, it's just a supplement that helps um, helps your blood supply, just helps you with what's called, you know, like your pumps, yeah. like getting a bigger pump. And so I just mix a scoop of that with some amino acids. I make my own pre-workout, basically. Yeah. I don't like pre-workout off the shelf. Um, I don't like the way it makes me feel. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, I do. I try not to drink protein shakes after the gym. Uh-huh. I try to get home immediately and eat protein if I can. Oh, I'd okay. rather eat the protein than drink the protein. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that that's about as far as my dieting goes. Yeah. I just look for protein. Nice. Constantly just think about protein, but it doesn't help. Like nine o'clock at night, I'm doing homework. I go into the pantry and grab cookies. Uh huh. Like there, there. That's that's my weakness. Uh-huh. I just eat chocolate chip cookies. It's a problem. Really? I need to go to like cookie rehab. <laughs> I have a problem. Yeah. I'm addicted to, to cookies. My mine is a hot Cheetos. I don't really care for sweets, but 
I love like hot Cheetos. That's my drug. Dude, um, when we were kids uh, at the center, I don't know if you ever hung out at the community center yeah, that much, yeah, dude. Well, you remember how big of a of a deal it was to have like five bucks in your pocket and uh-huh. walk to the walk to the travel store to the tribal yeah. store yep. and get a a cup of cup of ice and pour lemon salt on the ice and lick the ice. <laughs> oh yeah. And then you buy hot Cheetos, uh-huh. dude, and that's like your little your little res kid starter pack. Yeah. Like you want to fit in, man. Just get a few bucks and get you some hot Cheetos and some lemon salt and some ice. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those I can't good. even eat the regular hot Cheetos. I have to have the extra, extra hot ones. Dude, that sounds like a stomach ache, man. That's my drug right there. I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to quit that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's but that's my the worst thing that I eat. But, um, yeah. My, my son's all about the Takis and stuff oh, like right? that. Yeah. Uh-huh. We try not to let him get too, too into those talkies i remember my one time my brother my older brother was telling me you get ulcers from that you need to stop eating that this and that i was like it's worth it and, I kept <laughs> and then everybody was looking at me like i was crazy you know what's something that um my wife got into that's that's pretty good to look into is counting macros uh-huh. um so like everybody needs like a certain amount of like macros they need to keep keep track of like for their body type and stuff yeah and she's she's pretty good at adjusting it if you ever if you ever need anyone to look into that for you like research it on your own first and yeah get, get your opinion on what you think about macros uh-huh. and how it, how it fits into your life um but if you ever need any advice i can i can get you started with with macros yeah it's kind of like a more of like a tailored need because you can't just like starve yourself from everything mm-hmm. you need certain amounts of like different types of nutrients right mm-hmm. and so the macros is like a combination of all the different nutrients that you're going to be getting in your body yeah. to help you f- um function um properly and, and either lose the weight or gain the weight whatever you're trying to do mm-hmm. you know so that might be a good thing because uh fa- i know you mentioned earlier fasting you know fa- usually, yeah. usually um, what i've heard is fasting is not um a good way to go that's what's worked for me to be honest you like i've so? tried i've been trying everything all these years and and the, the one who really got me on it was shout out Nick Silva. He's the one that showed me what to do, and that's what's really been working the fastest. Dude, if it if it works, yeah. if it works, don't change it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a big believer in what works. You know how many things I've read about uh-huh. um, lifting weights and, and getting stronger, you know, and and bigger that have somehow seemed to be total lies to me, dude. Oh, really? Like I've completely gone against a lot of the. Th- um, one of the biggest ones is like. So I'm scrolling through maybe Facebook or whatever, and I come across like some kind of like weightlifting thing, uh-huh. and it's showing you. Uh, I actually used to subscribe to a channel. It was like some kind of bodybuilding channel, uh-huh. and they were saying they would give you like all the new hot tips of how to build muscle and all this stuff, and um, there would be articles telling you like which exercises are bad for you and stuff, and I completely was against them. And mm-hmm. over time, I started being able to pick out which. Um, news or which articles I felt like were were trash and which weren't. Yeah, and it's kind of scary all about. It's kind of scary all the stuff that's being released into society, like all these ideas and opinions that are just not true. Really? You know, so it's it's kind of it's kind of scary. Like so because like some some people don't do too much research into what they're trying to do. Yeah, they kind of just like see see one thing, they read it, and all of a sudden like that's reality to them. Yeah. You know, so. And that's kind of like a dangerous way of, of playing playing that game, especially when yep. it comes to your body. Yeah. So if you're looking into like uh, different workout programs or stuff, you got to research extensively on mm-hmm. certain things. But also, 
there's got to be a balance because I also had some friends um, in the military that were like too far into it, uh-huh. reading every label all the time. I'm like, dude, just <laughs> eat the bar. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stop. You're driving me crazy. You're just reading uh-huh. every single label, and uh-huh. and it's so, there is there is a too far. I think. Yeah. Like just. Yeah. There's there's got to be a point when you where you relax on on some of this stuff, but yeah, I'm not I'm not big into um into supplements anymore. Uh-huh. For, for one, they're really expensive, uh-huh. and if you walk into GNC, you'll for the first time like if you've never been there, you'll kind of feel like you want to buy everything. Oh really? Like you you'll read all the labels and you're like, oh, I I do want to sleep more. It is important to me. You know, you need that bottle, mm. and then you walk over to um, like the pre workout. You're like, I do want to work out harder. I do want bigger pumps, and I, I want more focus, and and I yeah, and I need this. So you get that, and then there's like another another pill to help you for like memory. Uh, yeah, I feel like you know I'm not remembering things good. I need this one, and this is for my joints. Yeah, I want to protect my joints. So it's so easy to walk into GNC and walk out with hundreds and hundreds of dollars of things that it's almost impossible to remember to take every single pill. Yeah. You know? Wow. So I I try to be as natural as I can, but I feel good the way I'm doing things. Yeah. You know, I will tell you where I screwed up though. So speaking of like the gym and weightlifting and putting on muscle, I lift real heavy when it comes to bench. Oh, it's just an ego thing. You know, like every guy has it. Like when you see the, the weight bench, you, you always want to see how much you can lift. And stuff. Yep. But, um, I was real, I was letting my wrists kind of hang back a little too far. And I really messed up my wrists really? bad. Like there's just excruciating, and I couldn't put on as much weight as I would normally just lift, like, no problem uh-huh. because my wrists were hurting so bad. So I had to change my form, and I had to completely renew or reinvent my way of benching Oh wow! to compensate for that pain. Uh-huh. And I had to correct that grip that I had. And I changed it. And just when I was getting my life together with that bench, the coronavirus came and shut oh. all the tank oh, chips yeah. down. Dude, I was climbing, man. How much, I, how much were you benching? The mo- the most I ever put up was three seventy five. Wow! And I feel like I could have gotten three eighty five, no yeah. problem. Maybe even three ninety five. Uh-huh. But um, I lifted three seventy five so easy. It felt like almost like butter. That I let m- you know talking about ego and the bench. Uh-huh. That killed me that day. I should have just gone up like ten or twenty pounds, but I played into my ego. And I slapped on 405, uh-huh. and I tried to put that up, uh-huh. and I didn't get it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I maybe I could have gotten, like, somewhere with at least 385. When did they close the gym? For- oh, you're talking about when, what was I getting now? Yeah. So now, I was only getting, like, 315. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't, ever since I hurt my wrists, I haven't been oh, okay. benching so higher a, than, yeah. than 315. If I ever did put 315 on the bar, uh-huh. and even if I got it and it felt easy, my wrists were hurting so bad. Yeah, like there, I'm telling you, there was there was a real bad pain that I had in both both my wrists. And yeah. um, I have a, I have a friend. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but his name's uh, Rory Payne, and this dude is a monster. He was um he's one of the strongest people I ever met. Uh-huh. And shout out to him, by the way. Not only um is he like one of the strongest people I ever met in my life. Uh, probably one of the most smartest too. He he went. He was an actual ranger. He didn't just go to ranger school, uh-huh. which he did. He went and served in ranger regiment. Yeah. He was a, a legit ranger in ranger battalion. Then decided he wanted to go do special forces. 
he earned after two years of school and training in the special forces he got his green beret he became special forces and decided he didn't want to do that and so he got um, sent to our unit with 82nd airborne division and he deployed with us and we got pretty close over that deployment nine months of, of hanging out with him plus the time that we spent in fort bragg together and um, we just became good friends mm-hmm. so he went from rangers to special forces to the 82nd and then now he flies helicopters oh wow. so um, talk about like a guy we need to get on this podcast He's somebody that's done something really good with his life. Yeah. Dude's a machine. He's conquered the army pretty much. Like, he's, he's the soldier, like, top of the line. But anyway, he's um, on on the side. He's a competitive powerlifter. Uh-huh. He actually qualified to go um, to a powerlifting competition in Australia. And I think it was the Arnold competition. Uh-huh. Something like that, you know. But uh, we're all excited to watch him. This was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for this guy. He'd been training his his butt off for this. And the coronavirus shut that dream down. <laughs> so, wow. uh, you know, shout out to it him. It shut down a lot of people's dreams mm-hmm. and a lot of things going. Um, how did you feel whenever you first noticed that, like, your school was going to be canceled and then and then uh, the gym was closing and then... Like how did how did you feel when all that was coming up? I'm pretty good at taking things in stride. I don't like yeah. to let things like burn. I like to let the world burn around me, but I like to stay calm in the middle. Yeah, I don't ever like to freak out. Like it it drives me insane. Like say for instance, um, you're at a cookout uh-huh. and things aren't going the way they should, and it's mm-hmm. not on time, and people are are losing their minds around you. Mm-hmm. I hate that. It's not going to help anything at all. Yep. That attitude is not going to fix the situation. Um, what is going to fix the situation is remaining calm, cool, and collected the entire time. Don't don't waste your energy on things you have no control over. Yeah. Just be cool with who's around you. You know, just be calm. Just take care of the people around you, and don't be one of the people that's losing their minds and becoming, you know, like the, the, the people stocking up with all the toilet paper. Yeah. Like the, that's panicking. You're yep. panicking. You don't yep. need to panic. There's no reason to panic. Stop doing that. You know. Yeah. But now we're in a freaking toilet paper crisis and it sounds it sounds silly dude like yeah it's stupid like we're um i we're talking about something the other the other day about like what we thought 2020 was going to be like and look at where we're at like we're all fighting like there's there's videos literally on youtube of people mm-hmm. fighting over toilet paper when we thought we were going to be in like flying cars by now yeah you know but and for the locals out there if you need toilet paper go at two or three o'clock in the afternoon to walmart that's when they put it out only the locals really know about that. And then, then after that, it's when the, tech, the Texans come every morning and buy that whole thing out. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what's yeah. been going on. All the Texans. Well, you know, I think uh, a lot of the businesses are starting to figure it out or recover from it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the Dollar Generals and Family Dollars I've been to, they have toilet paper. But it's it's not the Charmin. And Albertsons does, too. They keep yeah. them they keep them behind the the counter. Mm-hmm. So when you go to pay, you got to ask them like, "Hey, can I get a pack of toilet paper?" Yeah. And usually all the Charmin's bought out, but at least there's some there. Uh-huh. So I kind of noticed a lot of toilet paper coming back into stock slowly, you know. Yeah. yeah, but you know when it when it happened, whenever school got shut down and everything, I just I'm like, "All right, here we go." You're like, "What's next? Like, what's what's the next task? What do we got to do?" And just try to stay calm about everything and, and not freak out. Like, freaking out helps nobody. Yeah. Yeah, so. What what would you think is really going on with the world? What I, would you say? I legitimately think that there's a real, legit flu. And you, you're probably going to disagree with me on this. Uh, 
uh, the legitimate what virus? No, I agree with that about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all, and I, I don't, I don't think it's being like pumped up by the media. I think we're we are seeing only the bad stuff, uh-huh. and maybe it's getting amplified because that's all we see is the bad stuff. Uh-huh. But um, I think it's all legit, man. It hasn't peaked yet. We're it's going to be around for a while. We're yeah. just still going to have to remain probably in quarantine for another year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what I've heard the worst, the the most is 18 months. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't we can't be shut down for that long. Mm. You know, we, I think eventually we're going to have to go back to life. But and who knows? Maybe in 18 months we're still going to be no work and no school. <laughs> Logan's like, my son's like, so are we gonna? Am I gonna get held back or what's up? And I was like, that'd be crazy if all life just stopped, you know, and no one got to proceed in life for a whole year, year and a half. But no, I mean, I don't think that'll happen. I think eventually we'll have to go back to to work in school. Well, what I think, you know, and it's gonna sound kind of crazy out there to people. And what I'm what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm not trying to uh, say that I know it all, and I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. And anything like that. I'm just saying what I think, and this is my opinion, you know. But there's levels to it. The first thing that I think that's going on, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in God, and I'm a, I'm a big spiritual person. But what I what I would think is going on is, um, you know, first of all, God is doing something here. God is definitely doing doing something, and and it's a time for a change. This is a paradigm shift in the universe. That's what I really believe. And so first off, there's levels to this. The first level is Mother Nature needed to spank all of us to get us back inside, especially the people in the cities. They We've polluted this earth too too long. I'm, when I say we, I'm talking about as a world. But the main people that have done it are people from the cities and people from China, people from New York, people from California. Here in Mescalero, we haven't, you know, we haven't, we, we don't even put a dent on the pollution. That's why I think that's why we got it good now. We can go out, we can still go outside. We can go into our mountains and enjoy it. But the people in New York and the big cities, they can't be. But I believe Mother Nature pretty much just slapped them and said, you need to go inside because you guys have been polluting this earth too much. And I've actually had dreams on it. I'm not going to get into my dreams too much because... First of all, you're not supposed to talk about your dreams at night, and I don't want to get sound too crazy on this podcast. But I believe that uh, Mother Nature is making a shift, and it's it's a paradigm shift in the universe that's going on right now. And um, any big believer in God would probably tell you the same thing that it's about it's about to get more real than this, you know. And it's 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 a great time for the people who are really believing and who are. Um, kind of knew that this day was going to come there's going to be a big shift in the in the in the universe and people are about to see it and my advice to everybody out there is to like i said walk in love not in fear you can't be scared another thing that i would say to my apache people to our tribal members is this is the time we need to stick together definitely there's what 5500 of us we there's we ain't got time to be going against each other we really need to stick together there's no more time to be um putting each other down there's no more time to be going against this person, blaming this person, that person. This is the time that we have to stick together and um, being positive and doing doing the right thing and um, really connecting with with each one another again because it's about to get real and it's about to it's about to be um, get more real than it really is, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, and uh, but it, I think it's a good time, even though it looks scary on the outside. But it's going to shift. This paradigm shift is going to be for the good. Like the Bible says, um, all things happen to the good of those that love the Lord. And um, 
That's what I really believe is happening now with the, the next level with this media. That's the that's on the top level. That's what I believe is going on. There's levels to this. The next level what's going on with the media. I think there's a reason there's there's good and there's evil in this world, because if, if we didn't have evil in this world, we wouldn't know what good is. So what else? What, what, the other level, what I think is going on, it's, it's a political game. Like I said in before, one um, percent of the world controls 99% of the money. So the powers that be right now, I believe that they are using us as pawns in their chess game to do something. And they're focused on this whole coronavirus. It's real. It's a real virus. Uh, yeah, I believe it's a real virus, but for some reason they're putting they're making us turn our eyes to it so hard and they're trying to scare us for something. And I think that something is control. They're trying to control all of us. They, um, I don't know what, I don't really know what their next move is. I've had a couple dreams about it, but I, like I said, I don't want to go too deep in that. But my advice to everybody out there is just continue walking in love. Don't walk in fear. All our, our faith is going to be tested in this time. And like I said, we got to stick together. There's no time to be going against each other right now. If you, if you want, if you want to go against your own tribal member or your own, I mean, this not, not even just for tribal members, this is for anybody out there that's listening. There's no time to be going against your family, your friends. If you, if you have beef with your friends or your family, now is the time you better make up with them and start loving people and start going back to the basics that your mom and dad taught you as a kid, those good things, because it's about to get real. And, and, um, it's just my intuition talking, you know, I've, I've really, I felt real strong. I got strong feelings about this and, uh, but, um, it's, it's some deep things that's going on here. That's good, man. That's some deep stuff. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I think is going to make, uh, interesting episodes for us is that you've mm-hmm. got, you've got that ability to go, to go tap into that, um, that thought process and, and put it out there. And for me on this side of the table, by the way, there's six feet between us. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of um, when you when you talk to me like that, like I'm, I'm those those are new ideas you're putting into my head. So yeah, you know I'm gonna do my best, you know, to make sure that I'm not fighting with the people that I'm close with at home, and I'm not getting on their nerves, and I'm not letting them get on my nerves as bad because that's a dangerous position that we're in too. Yeah, being stuck being stuck at home with um, your loved ones all day every day like that, mm-hmm. and people are going to be fighting and stuff. But I, I think as long as they recognize it that you know this is not the time for that. You know we got to stick together and we yeah. got to stay positive throughout this. Yeah, I think that uh, we'll, we'll we'll get through it as long as everyone's cog- real cognizant about what's going on. Because like you said, now is not the time to to be fighting with each other. Yeah. It's especially 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 for. Um, the people within your own home mm-hmm. because you got to see them every day. You yep. got to see them for breakfast. And, and a lot of those situations can, can become unhealthy. And a lot of the things that I'm real worried about is like I tell you, like I'm always worried about the children. Um, say like say like the mom and dad are, are fighting with each other and not treating each other with love like you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kids are going to be seeing those relationships and they're going to be having to um, they're going to be having to deal with that. And, and maybe those kids were relying on school to get away from a lot of um toxic situations and and that was that break from them and now those kids don't get to go to school and those kids don't get to get those meals and and stuff like that so um that that that's kind of straying off the path a little bit but uh, i am worried about like what the children have to go through in in some situations because in my own home i i know that my children are loved and they they feel that type of care and, and affection that they need to every day 
but uh, I, I I really am worried about some kids out there. Yeah. Because you, know, you, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and you don't know what kind of parents people are and stuff. So um, just re- really make sure you pay attention to your kids and make sure you take care of your children and that um, you're being there for them emotionally and you're, you're helping them get through this as well because it's probably weird for them too. Mm-hmm. you know. And then the last thing the kids want to see is people um, not getting along. Mm-hmm. And and that they're they're going to be dealing with weird times because uh, think about like the kids that are old enough to start processing stuff right now. Yeah, they're old enough to really realize what's happening in the world. This is going to play a role in in how they live their life. Um, yeah. You know, they they might be afraid. They might be afraid of what's mm-hmm. going on too. So, um, you know, what's what's kind of crazy and kind of leads me into another another topic. Um, we had my son watch um, Passion of the Christ oh, last yeah. night. Yeah, and in my between me and his mom he's a very mature mature kid yeah and um so the perfect time for him to watch it because now you know he gets to get he gets to get closer to to his re- to religion yeah. and he gets to see you know what what Jesus went through for for us and, and he got put on the cross for our sins mm-hmm. you know and i think that now you know him have seen that movie he can appreciate prayer a little bit more you know and, and the power of prayer yeah. and, and why he's praying and stuff so maybe now's the time for parents to uh, maybe get more in touch with their yeah. children with um spiritual the spiritual side of things yeah whatever your religion is you know it doesn't have yep. to be um passion of the christ movie but whatever you whatever you worship maybe now's the time to get closer with your children closer with your family and one one thing to the parents out there uh your your, your children are going to start teaching you things because this this generation of children, I think they're more awake than we were. Yeah. The, the, I see it in young kids nowadays. They're they're like so more awake. I think they were born in the perfect like what a time to be alive. You know, they're seeing history right now. And I think um, of all these kids staying home, the parents out there, you're gonna start learning from your kids. You're gonna start like tripping out, like oh my goodness, I didn't even know this about my kid. How does my kid know that? How does... They're gonna be they're gonna be your teachers for a season. That's what I. You know, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're, I think a lot of parents are stressed about teaching their kids because they're homeschooling or whatever. I think the the parents are going to be actually learning more from the kids on this whole experience. I, I love it whenever the kids come up with some knowledge and yeah. you know, they, they just like they floor you with something that you're like, where did you hear that? Like, yeah. you know, those those moments are the best. Like if, if you're mm-hmm. a parent and your kid come home, comes home and says something smart to you and you're like, well, what, where did you pick that up? Or was something, you know, something they learned or something that it's amazing. You know, I, I love that those little tidbits of knowledge that. Um, the kids are surprising and stuff, you know. Uh, but I had a I had another thought I was trying to get into um, too. I just I can't can't remember where I was going. But uh, yeah, so in in this time, like you're saying, you know, love love everybody around you. You know, yeah. pick everybody up and stuff like that. Uh, good good segue for where the podcast is is yeah. is that right now because um, that's what it's for. You know, yeah. we're here to boost people up, pick people up. And like as, like we were saying before, you know, if there's anybody that needs to recommend a guest to come on here, we need we need people. We need. Yeah, and I got, think that's why this podcast is is definitely meant to be. It's it's something that wasn't an accident. I think it was the perfect timing, and it came out it came out right. And we're here for a purpose. That's it's it's bigger than just me and you. I think it's it's something the mescalero needs, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna do some good things. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to me that we're sitting here. We we came this far with it. Um, I think like some people are, are kind of laughing at the idea that that uh-huh. don't really know 
too much about like podcasts and the effect of podcasts and stuff. Or, yeah, there's probably people out there being, oh, he's only doing that because Joe Rogan has one. <laughs> and, you know, like you know, there's there's guys like there's people like that out there for sure and stuff. But yeah, um, it really has it really has nothing to do with us trying to to be anything. Uh-huh. And that's what's fun about this is that we're actually just sitting here. We're just we're just having fun with it, and it's an it's an idea, you yep. know. Yep. And uh, with how much I love to talk, and I'm sure the audience is probably tired of listening to me do most of the talking by now. But I just I love talking. I, I love like the idea of communication. I think that's a blessing. That's a gift that the that God gave you. You know, you, you love to talk, dude. I, you you can never give me to shut up even when I was a kid. But the the idea of communication and an effective communication mm-hmm. for me is, is is the most important thing in, in any in any form of life that you want to go through. Whether whether you need to communicate with people at your job because um, say say you need that promotion and you you convey yourself just the right way every day yeah. and and your boss is like oh I'm going to I'm going to lean on this guy right here because he's he's my go-to man he lets me know what's going on when I need to hear it he lets me know what I need to hear he's not always trying to kiss my butt he knows how to talk to me when to talk to me mm-hmm. and or or you're at home and and you're talking to your 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 spouse your significant other and you've got a real problem but you handle it in just the right way with that effective communication and and it was it was just spot on. You said it just right, and all of a sudden you avoided a fight, dude. Then that's worth all the money in the world, right there. Yeah. It's just knowing how to get across to people and stuff like that. So, um, I hope like a lot of the topics that that we come up with eventually, a lot of the people that we're trying to we're trying to boost up, yeah. um, we we effectively communicate what we're trying to uh, put them even put them on the podcast for. I don't know how you feel about um, the jobs that we've done so far, but it's kind of been. It's kind of been sketchy for me. Like I, really? I really like when people come on, I want to do I want to do a good job with them, yeah. and I'm almost a little nervous because uh-huh. we want it to be free form, right? Yeah, we want it to be relaxed and organic and kind of sprout. Yeah. But at the same time, we kind of need it to be a little organized. So yeah. we got to find that middle ground yeah, we'll somehow. Get, I think we'll get there. You know, we're still learning as we go. This is what our, this is going to be our sixth. So we'll we'll get it down. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It's it's fun though. It it really is fun. Yeah. Um, getting to hear your side of things, talking about, um, talking about you know, maybe Mother Nature's kind of trying to correct itself. Mm-hmm. Did you know there was an earthquake in El pa- uh, yeah. West Texas El Paso? Yeah, it's it's uh, we didn't feel it. I was there. I was in Las Cruces, uh-huh. and we didn't we didn't feel it at all. But um, maybe maybe that goes along along the lines of what you're trying to say. Yeah. A little bit of spiritualism. Maybe the world's trying to correct itself and, and get back on I, track. I, I think so. Like, look how many trees people have killed. Look how all, like, animals we've killed. I mean, like, right. a, a Native Americans, we really respect nature. I think we really love nature. But it's the, it's the people in the big cities who have polluted the earth too much. That, that's where I was going um, to bring up. You mentioned, um, you know, people in big cities. But uh, for me, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it from another angle. Is that these people that live in these cities? They didn't have the choice of being born there, and or I did think, they? <laughs> oh, because, yes. Okay, okay dude, so now the... you're gonna wrap back around. You're gonna try to mind, <laughs> Jedi mind trick me with your no. But this other... is, I really believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're not humans trying to be spiritual. We're really spiritual beings having a human experience. You know what I mean? I tell you what, nine times out of ten, maybe ten times out of ten, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to be reborn. <laughs> It's like some like crackhead in California. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I wonder what it's like to uh, be addicted to to crack and live on the streets in Compton. You, know. you know, you never know. You might <laughs> that might be your challenge in life. To Dude, experience that's a life. big challenge, man. Like, I applaud anyone who takes that challenge. <laughs> like, I can beat it, and then ten yeah. years later, you're like, man, I chose the wrong. But anyway, um, 
So, in my opinion, uh-huh. you know, I don't think people were really aware of the lifestyle that they're living in the cities. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that they had a, a role or a say in being born in the city. Mm-hmm. I think they're just living that life, you know. Yeah. Like everybody else, they're trying to survive. Um, they're trying to make enough money to get by. They, they, they get jobs. They get a car. And they're kind of part of the problem without even knowing it, you know. And so I, th- I think there's a lot of people there that, that are maybe contributing to the problem that you're bringing up, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily doing it on purpose, you yeah, know. Yeah. And and it's, it's a little bit hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that the world's trying to clean itself up, you know, from, from people like that and stuff. And I, and I really hope, like, that's not um, a religious way of trying, trying to clean up society, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the people there would just be only victims, Mm-hmm. They would be v- without any say in it. It would be different if I moved from here in Mescalero, New Mexico, yeah. and I moved all the way out to California, and I chose to drive a big truck around and contribute to the problem. Like I, I went to the, to um, a truck store, and I was like, I want the biggest truck that that lets off the most emissions. Give me that one. Yeah. I want the biggest gas guzzler you got because I want to contribute to the problem, to the pollution problem here in California or New yeah. York, you know. Yeah. And I'm going to drive everywhere all the time unnecessarily. Like then, I feel like I would definitely be, you know, in in a position where I need to be corrected. Yeah. <laughs> like I should probably be struck by lightning if I did that, you know, just yeah. trying to hurt the planet. But uh, it's 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 a weird it's a, it's a weird way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I see where you're, I see I definitely see where you're coming from though. Yeah. How do you um? How do you feel about so talking about taking care of the world, pollution and, and stuff like that and the world trying to clean itself up and we think we're sitting on the good side of the fence, right? Because we live in a reservation of God's mountains. Yeah. We're not so innocent. Yeah. Like being out in these woods this past um past week or two, just trash. Yeah. Trash, that, trash, true. trash. That's true. We we do need to practice that better we do need to do our part like if clean. if you're gonna go out and cut wood yeah. and not take your 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 empty oil can with you yeah. you shouldn't be allowed to go out and get wood yeah take take your trash with you it's it's yeah. that easy like i don't i don't know what the problem is because it, it it's it piss it makes yeah. me so mad that's why i want to emphasize we're lucky to be where we're at in this time i mean be be thankful to the creator that we're here in in mescalero and and be respectful and don't throw your trash out in places you know take your trash with you yeah take take your trash with you and, and i i'm not innocent i've i've done it in in the past like past when i was a kid i would throw trash out the window and stuff like that but um I, I don't do that no more, you know, that I know that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, of course, you know, you, you might not know any better, but yeah. now that you're older and you're able to think about that, let's let's take that trash with you. Yeah, be thankful that we, like, people in Mescalero, just be thankful for where you're at right now and just respect it and take care of it. Even in, even in the city, in, when I'm in Las Cruces going to school, uh-huh. um, a receipt always blows out of my truck, uh-huh. and I look like an idiot running down the, the parking lot trying to go step on it so yeah. it doesn't get lost in the, in the fray. Uh, I pick it up, crumble it. I take it back to my truck. I don't mm-hmm. want to add to the problem, but um, here on the on the reservation in these freaking awesome mountains that we got, yeah. we're blessed. Like a, this place is amazing, yep. man. This, yep. These mountains are so amazing. They're they're a part of our culture. They're a part of our people, our DNA. It's in our blood. Like this place is. Take your dang trash with you. You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. it's a beautiful place. Last thing you, know, you want to see is a pile of Bud Light cans at a camp yeah. or at an old party site. Yeah. It's like, damn, are you serious? <laughs> like, take that with you, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. land. And feed your dogs. Feed your dogs. Feed your dog. Take care of your dogs. Take care of your dogs. 
I got a res dog. I got some res dogs living in my house right now because <laughs> I don't know. They just came up here and I'm feeding them now. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners, I pulled up to uh, Chris's house and a bunch of res dogs came out to me. I was afraid I was gonna get bit. I was like, "Dang, Chris, you really like your dogs?" He's like, "No, they just showed up one day and now now they're mine." Yeah, I felt sorry for the mom and I started feeding her and now she brought all her puppies. So. Dude, how how crazy is that problem here? So yeah. in this in Las Cruces, you get like a fine. You have to get a chip put in your dog so they can track your dog if you're not taking care of it. Uh-huh. If your dog's running around with no leash. Like, someone will show up to your door and find you and probably, I don't know, do crazy stuff to you. Really? Probably throw you in prison. I don't know. But anyway, so here in Mescalero, we're just allowed to have dogs. Just If you want a dog, it's cool. It's like, oh, yeah, I love yeah. that dog. It was so cute. I bought it. Mm-hmm. And now this dog's mine. And then no leash, no fence. The dog's just running around. A month later, the 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 cool feeling of having a new dog wears off, yeah. and now you just have some animal you have to feed, and it's breeding with every other dog in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't understand that. Like we need, we have no control yeah. in this reservation with all these <laughs> res dogs, and, yeah. and not to mention we have no control. Like um, we really don't have the manpower to clean up or deal with the fact that we have a bunch of dogs. <laughs> I remember bringing one of my friends. He came to visit me. He surprised me from the army. He was like, dude, you got a, you got a, lot, a lot of dogs just like running around. Uh-huh. It was weird to him. And I and it hit me. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, well, look all over. They're just like, do they just roam around like that? Or who who do they belong to? Uh-huh. I was like, well, they belong to the res, bro. And he was like, laughing about it but you know we made jokes but really it's it's, it's a pretty big problem yeah yeah <laughs> so let's take care of our dogs man don't buy them if you're not gonna take care of them or tie them up or make a fence <laughs> it's something man it's crazy yeah but um i think this time too we can use to get closer to our families and just do all those things you said you always wanted to do you know if you never had time to do especially those people who are off of work you wanted to, to paint you wanted to sing make a song you wanted to build that back porch or i don't know get involved in the culture more teach teach somebody the 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 apache songs or crown dancers just get involved and make the best of this time because we don't know i mean we really don't know what's going to happen but one thing i do think that's going to happen is it's it's about to get real yeah we'll come together from it i think a lot of people are going to get a lot closer and and i think it's going to tie the community if it doesn't tie the community together i think it will I, i i think it will i think people are starting to wake up to Hope be honest, so. I think people are starting to wake up, and this is a, an amazing time to be alive. It's going to get exciting, you know. It's, it's going to get if good. It, if the so, community doesn't get any closer from this, like there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing it's, that'll bring us together. Look, look how amazing it is to be a part of a tribe, though. Think about that. We're a part of a group of fifty five hundred people, and we do stick together for the most part. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Look, look at look at like anywhere else, they don't have this connection that we do. You know, we yeah. we we live in a place where we, for the most part, we're there for each other. And, um, and, uh, like even, even people, people with their jobs, we're getting paid, we're getting paid for these two weeks to be off, you know, just be, be thankful for that. You know, we're really a tribe and we really do need to stick together and just keep, keep on that, keep focused on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the biggest thing that we gotta, we gotta deal with is social distancing. Let's not get too crazy with that. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be. A lot of unnecessary like parties still happening in secret, you know. Yeah. Just, can't, can't just keep your parties to five yeah. people. <laughs> five people. <laughs> yeah, that sucks for you if you're trying to keep admission at the door. But <laughs> yeah, this is a crazy time. But yeah, if, if if we don't come 
any closer together from this, there's nothing that's going to make us become more of a tight-knit society or group of people, you know? Yeah. But we are lucky. We're lucky to have these mountains, yep. so take your trash with you. Pick up your trash. Yep. But uh, where are we at now? How long is our... I don't even know. I lost hour. Yeah, well, I know we're more than an hour. You, you got anything else? Any subjects you want to hit on? Oh, yeah. Um, so, it's, speaking about all the the virus and everything happening, uh-huh. due to what I... Um, I, don't, I don't know if... So, I'm going to give a big shout-out to uh, Cisco Bob and Vonna Bob mm-hmm. because um, they were driving around the neighborhood. They honked in my yard. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the heck? Who's in the yard? And I, I ran out there. And they were like, we're delivering food for any of the kids that, that need it. Oh, How okay. many kids are in your household? And I was like, three. And so she gave us um, three lunches. Had It was a full lunch, milk and stuff. And I was like, are you guys just like volunteering to deliver lunch and yeah. stuff? And they were like, yeah, we're just we're trying to hit all the neighborhoods. and we're That's just, awesome. They're, they're donating their time and effort and energy to make sure yeah. that um those lunches got into the to the houses that day so that that was pretty cool wow. that was pretty awesome yeah. so big shout out to them and definitely and um i don't know if, if they would be listening to this but but thank you guys for doing that and and helping out the community you know we need we need more things like that so, yeah yeah so thank you guys yeah but that that's all i got man unless you got anything else uh, I think that's it for me too. Just um, one more sh- one more shout out. You know, this episode was brought to you by Chihuahua Restaurant in Rio Doso Midtown. The old Porky's new owner, and uh, like I said, if you mention this podcast when you go to her restaurant, they do the curbside. You know everything that's going on. But if you mention this podcast, you will get with your purchase a free dessert. So that's Chihuahua Restaurant in Midtown. So big shout out to them. And yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right, I'm good, man. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community.